that if you are eating X and your body doesn't digest it well or interact with it well or even like it, mm-hmm. it could, by proxy, create more earwax. Right. Welcome to the Ask an Audiologist podcast, real audiology white papers written by real audiologists and explained to you by a real audiologist and a guy who isn't. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Ali Tresider and Kevin Zener. Back for even more audiology content on this beautiful Monday. I'm Kevin Zener. I'm Dr. Ali Tresider. Think only dust and dirt can cause earwax buildup? Wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Today, Dr. Ali and I will discuss the different types of foods that may or may not contribute to a waxier ear than normal. And this article comes to us courtesy of Dr. Al Turi out of beautiful, sunny villages of Florida. It's called The Villages, but it's hard to say out of the beautiful, sunny The Villages. Is that like the Ohio State? Like they feel they need the recognition. It's The the Villages. Yeah. Mm, Okay, that's So Dr. Al Turi lives in The Villages. He's fancy. But I would refer to it as the beautiful, sunny villages. Okay. Well, right? well, we'll talk to Al about what he prefers. Call me, Al. <laughs> so, Dr. Allie. Kev. We clearly know that there are a bunch of things that can cause earwax, like stress. Yes. This is my first time learning that. Where did you get that from? Stress? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Where did I get that from? That's a really good question. I just agreed with you because yeah. I thought something smart was going to come out of your mouth. And then that, that came sounded out. sounded smart. It did. And so I went with it. But that's... Here's a Not good here's true. a good question for you. Where do you think I would have gotten that from? Because mm, now I'm going to have to Google it. Does stress cause no. earwax? I want to say yes. I, listen, it could mm-hmm. be it could be a contributor in in How about overall this one? unhealthy stress and or fear can actually increase your earwax production per the Hearing Loss Association of America. I'm just saying I, that's just where I get my information <laughs> from. I get it from the HLA of A. Okay, I have seen an, mm-hmm. a lot of patients, and I have stressed I have and scared. Per- <laughs> <laughs> Just to see me. Yeah, uh, I have not personally seen that come to fruition in okay. the clinic. Mm-hmm. I could see that people who are stressed mm-hmm. or scared yeah. or have anxiety are can overall lead more unhealthy lifestyles, sure. like that earwax could- in their ears. I'm just saying, if the <laughs> HLA of A is to not be trusted, what are we even doing here right now? We can, okay, full disclaimer, absolutely can trust them. Okay. But I'm just saying, okay. anecdotally, I haven't seen it be something where like people need to be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm stressed. Like that's the cause yeah. of my earwax because it's it's probably correlated, mm-hmm. but I'm, I would hesitate to say it causes. Feel free to trust them. Don't feel free to trust me. <laughs> that's, it's a contributor. Yeah. I'm somebody who Googles and then looks at the top searched item. So I've done no research, but I was just happy that I said something that came into my mind, that came out of my mouth and it happened to in fact be real. Okay. All right. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Tell me about foods. Talk to me about all the foods that may or may not cause earwax buildup. So I'm just going to, I'm going to be a bummer up front. Here we go. Spoiler alert. No foods really have been shown to cause okay. earwax, right? And this is kind of where I'm going along with stress. There sure. are things that uh, foods you can consume that are unhealthier or mm-hmm. create an inflammatory response that can all contribute to right. things like. So what you're saying is, earwax. if if you eat a, that is not a clear 
straight delineation to now you are going to have an excess amount of earwax. But if you are eating X and your body doesn't digest it well or interact with it well or even like it, Mm -hmm. it could, by proxy, create more earwax. Right. So, for example, uh, people with a gluten intolerance. We have seen that people who have a gluten intolerance that are still eating gluten, Mm because gluten, whether you're intolerant or not, creates an inflammatory response in your body, right? And so inflammatory responses aren't great. And so in response, your body will do all sorts of things to kind of counter that inflammation. Mm -hmm. One of them could be a little bit more earwax, right? And I feel like we should be really honest with the listening audience right now, Mm -hmm. begrudgingly. Both Dr. Dr. Ali and I do not eat gluten. It's really... It's horrible. Listen, I... I mean, I horrible that we don't eat it. It's, not not that gluten's horrible. Gluten's amazing. Gluten is so good. Yeah. It's horrible to, that we don't uh, di- digest it anymore. It's a real bummer. I really like yeah. bread. And mm-hmm. for all the people who can't eat gluten either, like, they know the bread Sad. is like... It's like cardboard, gluten-free yeah. bread. It's... it's nobody horrific. has perfected anything that still could combat true authentic bread no. like there's stuff that you're like okay this at least fixes my like need no. but doesn't satiate my want okay i can go with that right okay yes that's one of the things but like dairy mm-hmm. dairy is also really difficult to digest right yeah. and so or high sugar foods or high fat foods all of these things are hard on your body in a lot of ways okay but none of them directly cause more earwax right so then let's go to the other side of it what are things that you may or may not be able to digest that could keep your earwax at the status quo? Mm-hmm. Again, there's nothing. All, everything here that we're talking about is is correlations, right? Sure. And people who eat healthier diets, more omega threes, they eat, uh, you know, more leafy greens and that sort of thing, tend to just have have healthier lifestyles overall, sure. right? And so all of this is a correlation. There's nothing that's really going to decrease your earwax, mm-hmm. but having things like fish oil and omega-3s and... Drinking water. <laughs> drinking water, which I'm horrible at. Of, most people are. I have to have a timer on yeah. my phone that reminds me to drink water. I feel like even though you and I both live in the desert, if you did not grow up here, you are not even aware of how much you should consume just as a human know. being, let alone in a desert. I'm pretty sure I live my life in a constant state of dehydration, mm-hmm. which I also have tinnitus. So yeah. fun fact, making it worse. <laughs> she does not hydrate. She cannot eat gluten and her ears are ringing all the time. This ladies and gentlemen is your audiologist. But Hey, mm-hmm. it makes me a great person to talk to about sure this does. because I also have these experiences. So. so here's the list for all the things that may or may not contribute to healthier ears, right? Drinking plenty of water, mm-hmm. uh, eating a balanced diet with fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, right? right? As you mentioned, omega-3 fatty acids, so, you know, like salmon, fish, nuts, seeds, mm-hmm. limit the sugar and processed foods. I mean, I don't want you to do that, but like you should do that. I mean, it's good advice. Like eat a, eat a fun size Snickers bar instead of a full one, right? Yeah. Eat one Reese's peanut butter cup or one but and a half. But why do they put two in a package? That's a good question. It feels like you should be yeah. eating two if there are two in the package. Buy a king size version of Reese's peanut butter cups where I think they give you four. Oh my God. Then you can eat, say I only ate half the package. Wow. Right. That's a tactic. It's a life hack. I love it. And then avoid, avoid any allergies food related that could cause, as you mentioned, like inflammation in, yeah. internally that could in theory cause irreparable growth of earwax adjacent. 
But it, it, and if we say, so eat all of these things, mm-hmm. right? Again, that goes with an, just an overall healthier lifestyle, yeah. right? And so it, may it help your earwax? Possibly. Mm-hmm. But are you going to see all of these other amazing effects, like yeah. maybe reduced tinnitus, yeah. but also weight loss or just feeling healthier, less brain fog? Yes. So it's just good practice to, to eat those things. And then, of course, if you if you find yourself having a bunch of earwax, I imagine, uh, maybe don't, maybe the diet's not the first thing yeah, you that, remove, but maybe know. it's like, are you using Q-tips frequently and are you shoving them in there? Yeah. I had just gone on a humanitarian trip and so many of the kids had impacted ears because their parents believed mm-hmm. they were doing the right thing, which is, hold still, I'm going to take this Q-tip and gouge it deep into your ear canal to get everything out. And so many of them thought that they had hearing loss because it was so muffled. Oh, yeah. And you, they just pulled out large amounts of earwax. Yeah. And of course, that wasn't diet related and that wasn't really uh, environment related. It was right. parents believing that they were doing the right thing. But Q-tips, no, 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 no. No to Q-tips. And fun fact, Q-tips, when you use Q-tips, because it's stripping your ear of the natural oils as well, mm. it's actually Q-tips have been shown to make your ear create more earwax. So how far do you go with the Q-tip? I don't go, I don't go into my ear canal. I go like just on the rim of it. Well- is that right? Yeah. So I guess the question then is like, how much do you trust a person not to like get anywhere sure. near the opening of the ear, right? Like if it were me to you, I would say just don't even pick up a Q-tip. But if it were pretty much anybody else, I would say the outside okay. is fine. But Got don't it. just don't stick it in the ear. We always say as audiologists, nothing no. smaller than your elbow in your ear, right? Got it. You can listen to me about stress causing earwax. <laughs> I knew you were going to. And you can listen to Dr. Ali about not shoving stuff into yours. We're kind of on the same page for all of this yeah. stuff. So let me put a bow on today's topic, if I can. Regardless of what you eat or drink, that may increase your earwax or it may decrease your earwax. There's really nothing that we're going to sit here and definitively say. But like with all things, moderation. Moderation. Even with moderation, though. Yeah, that's I like that as like yeah. the little nugget to take away from this because yeah. otherwise we pretty much told them nothing. Right. <laughs> so actually, if you guys just want to do this, uh, do us a favor. Have some of you just eat super healthy, and let's gauge that earwax. And then some mm-hmm. of you just mainline mm-hmm. three musketeers and Milky Ways and mm-hmm. Snickers and Reese's, and let us know how your hearing's doing after ninety days. Good. We'll check the comments. I love it. But if you feel like you need a little nosh, then just make sure you do so while visiting askanaudiologist.com for all your audiology needs. Dr. Alley, as always, thank you. Thank you, Kev. See you guys next week. You can find more information at askanaudiologist.com and you can follow us on all our social channels at askanaudiologist. The information provided on this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Dr. Ali and I promise with a capital P to make this as fun and interesting as humanly possible. The key word there is try. I try. (laughs) 